This is Rabbi Patrick coming to you from my office where it's a little bit echoey and I think there might be some Kenny G music playing in the background, but I wanted to make sure that this Passover message went out to you. I hope that you will please check out jewishpluralism.org. Consider becoming a student in our community, Beit Midrash. You can sign up with no effort. There's no application. One click and you're there. Um, or you can go the extra step and become a rabbinical student. Either way, I'm here to talk with you if you'd like. So if you contact us, I'm happy to chat with you a little bit about our program, maybe schedule a Zoom, whatever you'd like. But for now, I want you to consider the word Mitzrayim, Egypt. Mitzrayim. Say it really slow. Mitzrayim. You hear this sound, this Z and Er sound. And it was pointed out that the Z and the Er sound in Mitzrayim sounds like it has the word Zera in it. The word zera is seed in Hebrew. So you could do a teaching that Mitzrayim, the place of constraint, the narrowness, the house of bondage, is where a seed is. And in fact, if you look at the word Mitzrayim, you'll see that there is the letter mem in the beginning, and then <laughs> mem sofit at the end. And then you have zer in there. It would maybe make you think that you heard the word zera, the word for seed, sort of literally planted in the middle of the word there. Seed is a symbol of bondage, right? What is, a, what is a seed? It's captured potential that bursts forth into nature. But look a little closer, those of you who know the Hebrew letters. That zar sound, that's narrowness. It's not seed after all. It's not zera. It sounds like it. Mitzrayim. It sounds like it has the word Zera in it, but it's not. The spelling of the sound Zera in Mitzrayim and the actual word Zera are off by a letter. So it sounds like freedom, but it is not. Plenty of things sound like freedom, but are not. Money, success, fame, glamour, as the song by Felix de Housecat says. But these things are not freedom at all. You know, consider the number of lotto winners who go broke. They win millions of dollars, and they're back where they started from, or worse. Consider the number of famous pro athletes who get injured right at the height of their careers and never work again. There's a lot of examples of this, of these false things, these vapid things that we think are freedom or will bring us freedom, or maybe we could even use the word happiness. But what is true freedom? So to be honest, I think true freedom comes from God. Now, I know that that's cheesy, and I really debated whether this was the sermon I wanted to give, but I did. Because to me, at least, it is true. Freedom comes from something that is beyond us, yet within us, about us, for us, and yet completely contrasting us. That sense of something that is very close and yet so far away, it creates this kind of sacred space between the personal and the transcendent. That, that amount of space, the, the, the miles and miles and miles between something that is close to the human heart and something that is so cold and distant. All of that distance is the space that we need to be human. It's odd to think about it that way, that in order to be human, fully human, fully free within our humanity, we need something that is so non-human. But we kind of do. We're wired for it. As the famous rabbi Mordecai Kaplan, founder of Reconstructionist Judaism, said, you know, human beings make faith the way apple trees 
make apples. It's the same idea. In order for us to really have the deep-rooted sense of our own humanity, we need something that is both so close and yet so far away. And that space between the human heart and the transcendent is where God is found. That is makom, that is place, that is where God's name dwells. So what is true freedom? I think it's found in that. It's found in that open space that is created by God through God's contraction from the universe which God created. And in that field, in that playground, we have our own humanity. God doesn't take up every single inch of this known universe. It's empty. It's dark. But that's where we get to play. And we get to play with one another. I hope you've enjoyed these words. I pray that you and those you love have a wonderful liberating Pesach, a wonderful Passover. As I said earlier, I hope you'll join me in the community Beit Midrash or as a rabbinical student at the Pluralistic Rabbinical Seminary. Chag Sameach, friends. Hope to hear from you soon.